What is going on, everybody? You're listening to season two of the Good Men Exist podcast. New episodes drop every Tuesday at 12.01 a.m. Eastern so you can get your days or night started off right. If you're not following me on all social media platforms, it's the same on all of them at Jarrell GME. Thank you guys so much for listening. And with that being said, enjoy today's show. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Good Men Exist podcast. This is a special edition of the Good Men Exist podcast entitled Not Fit to Be a Father. And this all derived from a story that I saw uh, last week involving a father and his daughter. Now, I may get some some flack about this, some pushback. Uh, but I personally don't care. So I'm going to talk about it anyway, because there's a special place of hate for this kind of person. And this kind of person is probably the only time you'll hear me use the word hate. But it is very true. So if you guys haven't heard about this story, you should definitely 100% go read the story in its entirety and then make a decision of your own if you don't agree with me. The story in a nutshell goes like this. A Nevada man named Sidney Deal, 27 of Las Vegas, was charged with child abuse or neglect causing substantial bodily harm. The reason he was charged with this is one of the most stupid that I've heard of in a very long time. Now, I'm going to give you the Cliff Notes version of the story. Feel free to go look up Sidney Deal. 27 of Las Vegas, Google that and you can read the entire story for yourself. He had a daughter at this point in the story. She was 21 months old and I don't know if he had any other kids. So the disclaimer is this. I don't have any kids. So maybe my mindset is is different when it comes to this. But let's dive into the story. The story, again, in a nutshell, goes like this. Sydney and his baby's mother, I guess he was over there for whatever reason, They were having a disagreement. They were arguing. The argument got bad enough to where she asked, he asked him to leave. So he obliged. At the time the daughter was there, he took the daughter with him. And I guess after putting her in a car seat or something of that nature, he realized that he didn't have his cell phone. So he returned to the girlfriend's house, leaves the daughter in the car, asks, can he get his cell phone? He gets his cell phone, goes back to the car, realizes that his keys are in the car. Pulls on the driver's side door handle. Door doesn't open. Maybe he tries another door or two. He now realizes that his keys are locked in the car with his daughter. Now, I have seen a few people who drive this particular car try to lock their keys in the car. And it does appear to be very difficult to do so with the key fob being in the car. But hey, malfunctions happen. Technology isn't perfect. Who knows? I'm not going to venture down that road. There's no proof of that. So I'm only going to stick to the facts that we have. Sticking to the facts that we have, after realizing that his keys are now locked in the car with his daughter, he goes back to the girlfriend's house and he says, hey, can you call my insurance company and I need some roadside assistance? He says, "Okay." After being on the phone with said insurance company, 
for 23 minutes. You notify them that he does not pay for roadside assistance, but we can quote you on what it would cost to have a locksmith and or tow truck come out and unlock the car for you. At which point he is quoted, I guess in his mind, he says this is too much money, tells the girlfriend to hang up the phone. Cool. Guess he has a plan B. He goes back outside. He just so happens to see some police officers passing by. He flags said police officers down. Hey, officers, uh, my daughter's in the car. Um, can you help me? Keys are locked inside. I can't get to her. They say, sure, sure. They pull up. They try to pull in the doors. Can't get in. You know, they try to evaluate the situation, see if, they're, if there's an alternative to to uh, to get in. They say, uh, well, we don't see a way, um, but we do have a window breaker. We can break the window, unlock the door, get the get the daughter out. Guy says, no, no, it's cool. No. He says, I'll, I'll just start calling other locksmith companies, see how much, you know, it calls for them to come out here. Keep in mind, at the beginning of the story, I just told you that they're in Las Vegas, a.k.a. a desert. On this particular day in the desert, the high for the day was 98 degrees. So I would assume at the very least, heat index was 100, right? 21 month year old girl in the car. So he calls his brother as the girlfriend, I guess, is, is calling locksmiths. I'm assuming that the brother was nearby. He came fairly quickly. After he gets there, he sees the, the, the girl, his niece, in the car. He immediately takes his shirt off, wraps it around his knuckles. He's getting ready to start going at this window. Sydney Deal, the daughter's father, says, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you doing? Like, I'm going to bust this window. Get her out. He says, no. He says, I just bought this car. You can't be breaking my windows. I don't have money to get a window fixed right now. This car is brand new. No, but I'm not, not about to bust any windows around here. So the brother stops. He says, well, essentially, what do you want me to do? He's like, I'll just have to figure something out. Now, when the officers got there, they did say that the girl was breathing. I don't know if she was asleep. I don't know if she was awake, but they said that she was definitely breathing. So time begins to pass. At this point in time, it's probably been minimum 55, an hour and five somewhere minutes. He said, it's cool. The air condition is on. No pun intended there. It really wasn't. He said, it's fine. The air condition is on. She's fine. Now I'm going to take a pause here. Quick pause. Again, I'm not a father, so I cannot think like a father. But just from a civilian standpoint, if I were to place myself in a father's shoes and by all intents and purposes, it doesn't seem as though he was a bad father. If you allow the media to paint a picture of him, of a black man for once, he's he was in the he was present in the, in the young girl's life. He was, you know, always taking her places. People said they always saw him with his daughter. So let me preface what I'm about to say with that. He was in her life. That's more than what a lot of men can say for their kids. But that's about it. Here is where the lack of him being in her life as a father completely gets relegated to negative 50 in my eyes only by the situation at this point in time. Again, I am not a father, but I would assume that if I'm standing outside of a car and it's it's hot, it's fucking 98 degrees. And I'm like, OK, it's hot out here, but I the air conditions on in there. My daughter is in a contraption in which I can't get to her. Although I can see her visually, she's there. I can't get to her. I'm sure at 27, Sydney Deal has heard of stories of parents leaving their children in cars, forgetting about them and them dying. It happens every single summer. I don't know that that summer has existed since cars have been invented. And that, yes, that's a slight exaggeration, but it happens all the time, be it pets, be it kids, groceries, you leave shit in a hot car, gonna go bad gonna die especially for an extended period of time so again although i can see her 
as a father, I feel like at some point fatherly instinct would kick in and say, you know, maybe I should do what I have to do to get my daughter out of the car, whether the AC is on or not. Let's go back to the story. After the cops come say we can break the window, he says, no, I'm going to call a locksmith. As the brother comes ready to break the window, he says, no, just bought the car brand new. I don't have money to fix the window if you bust it anyway. Not happening. Tells the brother, no. As he's waiting, as the clock is ticking, situation becomes dire. Police are now monitoring the situation. Understand for people who say, well, why didn't police just break the car? Now, although we know not every police officer operates by the rules that they are sworn into very clearly and very obviously. However, at this point in time, if they can see that the girl is not in any immediate danger and they're being told that the air conditioning is on in the car and they have not been given the right to bus car window to retrieve girl, then for once, they're actually doing what they're supposed to be doing. They are not supposed to use life-saving measures until a situation has been accelerated to where standing by is no longer a choice. And again, based on the information that they had been given, the girl is fine, the air conditioning is on. At a certain point, the girl doesn't appear to be breathing anymore. So now that the situation has become an emergency, they no longer need Sydney Deal's consent for them to use emergency or life-saving measures. So they bust the car window, retrieve the girl. Girl isn't breathing, they try to do CPR call for an ambulance. It's too late. The girl is never revived. 21 month year old daughter dies in hot car with father standing by. Some people have made the argument. Why didn't the police do anything? That's what they're there for. Listen, black people understand that we're not cool with all police officers, but for once they were actually doing exactly what they were supposed to be doing. And then when the time came, they acted as necessary. You can be mad at police all you want to. The catalyst for this entire situation is the person who refused consent to break the window to retrieve his daughter. That wasn't the officer's daughter. That wasn't the neighbor's daughter. It was Sydney's daughter and his girlfriend's daughter. And at no point did the mother bust the window with a brick and get her daughter. The father was more worried about one, busting his brand new car window, and two, how much that would cost him then he should have been his concern whether he thought the ac was on or it wasn't should have been his daughter now if you have been listening to my podcast you know that one thing that i've always had an issue with is money some people will call me cheap that's cool i will call it frugal the difference between cheap and frugal is cheap means everything cheap frugal means i spend my money with intent. I know where my money is going. I know where my money is wasted, so on and so forth. For what I find value in, I spend money on. My TVs are not cheap. My desks and my electronics that I want cost two, $300. They aren't cheap. My toilet paper, as small as it may seem, it's, it's double blind. That shit costs like 23 something dollars. To me, it's a lot of money for something to wipe your butt with, but I know what one plot cheap shit feels like and I refuse. But that's neither here nor there. I'm just setting the stage for what I'm getting ready to say. You might say, oh, well, he must have been driving a Ferrari. And in doing so, I understand why he wouldn't want to break the window. I mean, <laughs> it's a Ferrari. Well, Amy, uh, you're incorrect. No, it wasn't a Ferrari. Anyone else want to give it a try? Well, maybe it was a Lamborghini. Ah, very close. Very close, Megan. It was not a Lamborghini. It was 2017, 2018 Nissan Altima, Nissan Altima. 
Oh no, you heard me correctly. 2017, 2018, Nissan Altima or Maxima, one of the two. And because to be an excellent journalist, you must go find things to go put in your article. Here's what Sydney did a few days earlier. Sydney posted a picture of himself with a hard hat on and a vest and a picture of his brand new Nissan Altima slash Maxima and captions it brand new car and got a new job making $18 an hour. That's what he that's what he puts on his Instagram now. As a black man, hey, congratulations. I've always been one to say, I don't care if you're on the back of a trash truck, you're handing out burgers and fries, or if you're a CEO of a Fortune 500 company making $250,000 a year. I am happy you are doing this shit in a legit way. You're being an example, whether you feel you are not more power to you. Now, could I question his judgment on getting a job and a car? Like maybe that car was to get him to the job. Hey, cool. If there wasn't a bus route, there wasn't an Uber, so be it. I don't know. Maybe you got a great deal on the car. That wouldn't have been the first thing I purchased. But again, I'll assume that it was a need. So bam, got the car to get to the job to make the $18 an hour. Here's where I take issue and I don't care what y'all say. Your 2017-2018 Nissan Altima slash Maxima, whichever one it was, either way, it don't cost $35,000. At 2017, 2018, I'm not even sure if new ones do. And if they do, cool, whatever. You placed a higher price on your car than understanding that the life of your daughter is priceless. I don't care how often you saw her. I don't care how much you might have financially provided for her. The fact that in that split second, you decided that your car was more important then your daughter, whether she be in immediate danger or not, that that is what mattered most to you. For that Sydney deal, not that my respect matters, not that you ever had it anyway, but you damn sure don't have it now. The car that I have to go, I've had four cars in the last year and I have, I have my everyday cars and I have my nice car and my nice car costs way more, if not almost double or triple what your 2000 Nissan Altima slash Maxima costs, more than likely it costs triple that. And if I had a daughter that was in my car, the nice one that I drive only when it's sunshine and it hasn't been raining and there's no chance of rain and that stays in a garage and only has 9,000 miles on it. If I drive that car and my daughter's in that car and it's 98 degrees outside and whether I am sure that air conditioning is on or not. I know that that is not a safe environment for a child. Would it tear me up to have to bust my window of, the, of this car? Yes, because first of all, it's not that many licensed mechanics that can work on my foreign car. Would it tear me up to know that again, because it's a foreign car, that getting a new window will probably cost me out the ass because I've seen other people who drive my car and when they have a crack in their windshield that can't be repaired, it's a $3,000 transaction to get them a new windshield for the same car that I have. So yes, financially, it would hurt a lot. But at any point in time, would I have hesitated to break that window to get my daughter out of the car? Not a chance. And the fact that you and your used Nissan Ultima slash Maxima took precedence over your daughter, you are 100% not fit to be a father. Now, there's a whole series that I'm going to do about this in season three. So I won't dive too deeply into this, but no, 
that again, no matter how much you were there for her, no matter how well you provided for her in the time where she needed you most, you failed her. You failed as a father and her life cannot be replaced because of it. I hope that's something that you can comprehend. And I hope that that is something that you don't have to live with for the rest of your life as far as beat yourself up over it. Because I do hope that you will be able to find acceptance because with acceptance comes peace. You will have to accept the fact that possibly your only child is no longer here because you chose to make something else more important than her. Yes, you will have to live with that via memory, but I do hope that that doesn't destroy every single day because eventually you're going to have to move forward. You deserve more than one chance. Is this something that you should 100% take this as a lesson? Yes. But if you beat yourself up over this forever, you are never going to be able to excel. You're never going to be able to be happy. You're never going to be able to forgive yourself. So as disappointed as I am to know that there are men out here that in that particular situation would choose the fact that they brought a brand new car and not even hopefully you understand what I'm saying here, but not even a nice car. Maybe if he had a 96 Honda Accord. Yes, maybe this Nissan Altima or Maxima, you know, felt like felt like the Lambo to him, felt like the Rari to him. And and by all means, I'm not here to judge you on your taste. I'm not here to judge you on how much money you make. I'm not even here to judge you on the fact that you let your daughter die. But at least like make it make sense. And the sad fact is it won't. But at this point in time, you're not fit to be a father because now guess what? Now you've been charged. And if you thought that you didn't have money to get that window fixed before, with $20,000 bail, you won't be getting that window fixed anytime and you will be lucky to get out. And on top of that, you'd be lucky to get out and that car still be there because that same job that you had, they need that work and they're not going to pay you when you aren't there. So you're not going to get the money from that making that $18. You're not going to have the money from that to pay for that car. You're not going to have the money from that to get the window fixed. And quite frankly, you probably won't have the money to keep the car. So because you made a series of bad decisions within two hours, now your life is ruined. And on top of that, your girlfriend's life is ruined as a mother and your daughter's life is no longer existent. So it can't even be ruined because you made a decision to not ruin it. You can't ruin a life that doesn't exist. <sighs> Needless to say, you all feel free to read this story for yourself. But let me say this to any men that are listening. I know that predominantly my demographic is women. But for the men listening, although I can't speak to you father to father, I can speak to you man to man. If you're listening to my podcast, I would assume it's because... One, out of sheer interest. Two, because maybe you've heard me say something that you think could be used in your own life and you want to get better from that. Whatever it is, whatever the reason you may be listening. If you have any child in your life, doesn't matter whether you were there at one point and you left, whether you have never been there. Understand that there is one thing that every single person on this planet, no matter what your race is, your ethnicity, no matter what people say, no matter all the differences that people claim to have, the number one thing that we can all say that we have in common is that none of us asked to be here. And in seeing that none of us asked to be here, understand that when you're man enough to put your dick in a woman, impregnate her, and she decides to keep the baby despite anything that you may have said, Understand that despite whether you wanted it or not, despite whether you felt like you were ready for it or not, if she decides to have it and it's here, don't do the right thing by her, as in the mother of the child. Do the right thing by the child. They didn't ask to be here. And whether they ask for it or not, the one thing that they should never ever have to ask for, although children all over the world have to, 
is they should never have to ask for you to be there. And the thing is, there's always room for redemption. There is never a point in time where I will completely X somebody out. As long as you are breathing, there's opportunity for a second chance. There's opportunity for growth. There's opportunity for elevation. I truly believe that if that is truly a goal of yours, if that is genuine and pure, second chances are ready and available. Make the most of them. Be there for your son. Be there for your daughter. Be there for your children. No matter how many it is, no matter what the age is, that is one thing that you should take pride in. Even if the relationship is piss poor with your child's mother, you all can't be in a room for two minutes without arguing, bickering. You can't stand each other. Cool. Awesome. I hear you. However, do not take that out on the kid. It is not that kid's fault that y'all two didn't work. It is not that kid's fault that y'all do not get along. It is not that child's fault that it exists in this world. But what a child will always fault you for at some point in their life or another is that you weren't there. So make the best of any opportunity that you have to be a great father, to be a great mother, to be a great godparent, to be a great sibling, to be a great husband and be a great friend. No matter what the age, no matter what you want to call it, these are all relationships that we have to foster to success. And as long as we're here, there's that opportunity. So don't let that opportunity pass you by. It may take time. Cool. Take that time. But don't let that time be the reason you lose out on bettering the situation. There's always room for growth. Even when everyone has given up on you, hold on to something that will not allow you to give up on yourself. And most importantly, be great. Thank you.